0: Hey, everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, June 2nd. President Joe Biden will be addressing the nation tonight from the Oval Office, and he has got some pretty good economic news to tout. Tonight's presidential address will be the first of the Biden presidency from the Oval Office. Now. Presidents have used the Oval Office address for all sorts of occasions, war and peace, economic crises, or policy positions that the president wants to clearly highlight as a key part of their presidency. For Joe Biden, he is choosing this moment in time to use the Oval Office address to tout the success of the Biden theory of the case. The bipartisan support he was able to muster with Speaker McCarthy to avoid default and economic chaos with these new gangbuster jobs numbers coming out today on top of it, showing that he has created more jobs under his presidency of 28 months than any other president in history did in a four year term. The other thing, of course, this Oval Office address will do is create a pivot point for President Biden to start leaning more into re-election campaign mode with this good news at his back. This morning, the U.S. economy added 339,000 jobs last month, soaring past expectations yet again. Now. In a separate survey, the unemployment rate did tick up to 3.7% in May, when economists had only expected it to rise by one-tenth of a percentage point from April's 3.4%. And wage growth actually cooled slightly. Now, as we have talked about many times on this podcast, when these good economic indicators come out, it kind of makes those folks over at the Federal Reserve scratch their heads. They've been raising interest rates in a real attempt to slow the economy due to the high inflation we've been seeing over the course of the last year, year and a half. And the question becomes, has their medicine been working? The economy, when it comes to these jobs numbers, it seems is still operating at quite a clip, despite all those efforts to slow it down. Now, we have seen some tick down in inflation in recent months as well. So it is having some of the desired effect, but is it having all of the desired effect from that regulatory perch? From the president's political perch in the White House, there's no scratching your head. This is just a boffo jobs number that any president would rightly celebrate in front of the American people. And it comes after Congress Passed, with bipartisan majorities, the bill to raise the debt ceiling and avoid the first-ever U.S. default, which could have caused economic chaos throughout the country. Late last night, the Senate voted to pass the bill that the House had sent its way. The final Senate tally was 63 to 36, 63 ayes to 36 no's, 46 Democratic senators voted for the bill that raises the debt ceiling, along with 17 Republicans in the Senate. The bill allows the U.S. to borrow as much money as it needs to until January 2025. But the bill also caps non-defense spending, expands work requirements for some people on food stamps, and claws back some COVID-19 relief funds that have not yet been utilized, as well as some other policy agreements. Now, of course, the bill will be sent to President Biden for his signature so that it becomes law well before Monday's deadline. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer touted the Democrats' role, of course, in the debt ceiling agreement last night. We may be a little tired, but we did it. So we're very, very happy. Default was the giant sword hanging over America's head. But because of the good work of President Biden, as well as Democrats in the House and Democrats in the Senate, We are not defaulting. And Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, who voted for the deal, by the way, issued a statement saying that, quote, an important step toward fiscal sanity will finally become law. Now, remember, Mitch McConnell had always said for months a deal was going to get done. It was going to get done in time. And it was going to get done because Biden and McCarthy would hammer something out that could pass both chambers. As part of his 2020 campaign, as part of his presidency, President Biden has promised again and again to the American people that he knew how to make Washington work, that his experience is an asset here, and that he knows how to reach across the aisle and come to bipartisan compromise deals. That's exactly what the president and the speaker were able to accomplish here. Of course, there are folks on both the right and the left who are quite displeased with this compromise deal. Listen to Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren talking to my colleague Manu Raju before the final vote yesterday. She ended up voting against the bill. We should never have been put in this position to begin with. This is about paying the ransom to a bunch of hostage takers. And that is not how we should run this government. It's not good for the people of this country. And it's not good for the position of the United States all around the world. On the other side of the aisle, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham also voted no on the bill because he thought it didn't do enough to address defense spending. This is a budget of political compromise where people have lost sight of what the country needs. We need safety and security. To my House colleagues, I can't believe you did this. To the Speaker, I know you got a tough job. I like you, but the party of Ronald Reagan is dying. And in the House... Where the bill passed 314 to 177 on Wednesday, some Republicans have continued to express anger at House Speaker Kevin McCarthy for the deal that he struck here with the president. Listen to Republican Ken Buck, who told CNN that House conservatives would indeed be talking about ousting McCarthy from his job. The discussion about the motion to vacate is going to happen in the next week or two. My but constituents are furious. And you know what's so interesting about the calls in, in the district? Um, they are not only uh, vote against this bill, but they are take McCarthy out. But there are no signs right now that that would be a legitimately successful effort. 314 is a pretty big majority. He had 149 Republicans. Yes, more Democrats in the House voted for it than did Republicans. But Kevin McCarthy got this bill passed in a bipartisan fashion with a majority of his fellow Republicans in support. To win some of his critics back, McCarthy is promising his members that he wants to set up a bipartisan commission to rein in sky-high deficits while also privately vowing to hold the line on government funding in the spending bill fights to come. The political reality of this moment is, Few voters are going to reward politicians for avoiding crisis. But that is what happened here. What President Biden wants to highlight is the bipartisan nature that got to this moment. The ability to put country above party, to reach across the aisle and solve big problems. The absence of the crisis will probably not remain top of mind for voters heading into the next election. But it's the larger sort of character proof point that the president and his team hope that they will be able to sell on the campaign trail in the next year and a half. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Steve Lichtai is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Taylor Galgano. We'll be back Monday. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level.